It's June 29th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top story today, Turkey has agreed to support Sweden and Finland's membership in NATO. Turkey had been holding up the process of Sweden and Finland joining the alliance, but has now received a number of concessions, including eliminating Sweden's embargo of arms sales to Turkey, and an affirmation around fighting terrorism, including the PKK, which is a Kurdish nationalist militia in southern Turkey. As a result of dropping his objections, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan will also have a formal bilateral meeting with President Biden today. President Joe Biden and fellow NATO leaders assembled in the Spanish capital of Madrid today and announced a significant strengthening of forces along the alliance's eastern flank. Biden said the U.S. would establish a permanent headquarters for the 5th Army Corps in Poland, maintain an extra rotational brigade of 3,000 troops in Romania, enhance rotational deployments to the Baltic states, send two more F-35 fighter jet squadrons to the United Kingdom, and station additional air defense and other capabilities in Germany and Italy. However, there are still significant concerns that as the war drags on, the cost of the conflict could fracture the alliance. Russia's space agency published the coordinates of Western Defense Headquarters, including the U.S. Pentagon, and the venue of NATO's summit yesterday, saying Western satellite operators were working for Russia's enemy, Ukraine. Members of the NATO alliance make no secret of the fact that they are sending weapons to help Ukraine resist Russia's invasion, and the U.S. satellite imagery company Maxar, whose clients include the U.S. Defense Department, has several times published pictures it has taken over Ukraine and Russia since before the invasion began in February. The coordinates expressed as degrees of latitude and longitude are freely available. Elsewhere, Cassidy Hutchinson, a former assistant to then-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, gave explosive new details Tuesday about President Donald Trump's actions on January 6, 2021, telling Congress that he knew his supporters were carrying weapons insisted on personally leading the armed mob to the Capitol, physically assailed the senior Secret Service agent who told him it was not possible, expressed support for the hanging of his own vice president, and mused about pardoning the rioters. In addition to her account of Trump's actions, her revelations included confirming that Meadows and Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal lawyer and a key proponent of the false election claims, sought pardons for potential criminal offenses related to January 6th. In my opinion, the most important thing is that we hold everyone involved in the insurrection accountable. The rule of law is vital, not just for the functioning of our own government, but also as an example of how other countries should operate. This is a key differentiator between democracies and authoritarian states. If we let Trump and his cronies off the hook, it will deal a major blow to our efforts around the world to support democracies suffering from their own corruption issues. 
A Truth Commission presented its final report on Colombia's armed conflict Tuesday, urging the government, military, and rebel groups that are still fighting in the countryside to recognize the suffering victims have endured and ensure that political disputes are no longer solved through violence. The commission is made up of academics and representatives of civil society groups and was set up as part of the 2016 peace deal between the government and the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia that ended five decades of conflict in which at least 450,000 people were killed. The commission's final report is based on interviews with 30,000 war victims, military leaders, former guerrilla fighters, and five former Colombian presidents. Mobile internet services in large gatherings in the western Indian city of Udaipur remained restricted on Wednesday amid high tensions following the killing of a Hindu tailor. According to local media, the tailor had received death threats for his online support of the BJP when assailants came to his shop posing as customers. Video of the assault shows the tailor taking measurements of one man who then slit his throat with a large knife. Police said they arrested two Muslim men who had claimed responsibility for the killing. EU countries clinched deals on proposed laws to combat the climate crisis in the early hours of this morning. Backing a 2035 phase-out of new fossil fuel car sales, and a multi-billion euro fund to shield poorer citizens from the costs of carbon dioxide emissions. Ministers supported core parts of the package that the EU Commission first proposed last year. The deal makes it likely that the proposal will become EU law. Ethiopian and Sudanese forces have clashed at the disputed Al-Fashaga border area following the alleged capture, execution, and public display of the bodies of seven Sudanese soldiers and a civilian killed over the weekend. Witnesses have told the BBC that Sudanese forces advanced and retook two settlements that were being occupied by Ethiopians along the disputed area. The latest skirmishes are a major escalation of tensions between the two eastern African countries which are also embroiled in a dispute over Ethiopia's filling of a mega-hydroelectric dam along the River Nile. In lighter news, this story gives a new definition to skunked beer. Animal control officers in Nebraska came to the rescue of a skunk found wandering a neighborhood with its head stuck in a beer can. Lincoln Animal Control posted a video to Facebook showing an officer covering the skunk with a towel so a second officer could pull the Miller Lite can from the animal's head. The skunk fled the scene, and the officers appeared to walk away without being sprayed. Operation Drunk as a Skunk was successful, the Facebook post said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. 
If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune in to Next in Foreign Policy, where Zoe Weinberg and I talk with Izzy Ernst about the World Food Program and the fight against hunger. Also, tune in to Deep State Radio, where David Rothkoff spoke with Harry Littman, Dahlia Lithwick, and Norm Ornstein about the latest January 6th hearing. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.